It's November the 19th, 2021. You are invited to join me and my very dear friend and longtime co-host, Rebecca Hoffer of simplyrebecca.com, as we revive our time-honored tradition of sharing with you all some of our most recent confessions. That's right. It's a confessional week here on Sort of Awesome. And as usual, we've got some stuff that you might be interested in, might find funny, might find to be way too much information. So buckle up, friends. We're doing this. I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sort of Awesome. Welcome back, awesomes, to the show that is all about helping you find conversation, friendship, and community. If you have been looking for amazing women to connect with and a community that will support you no matter what age and stage of life you are in, I am so thrilled to tell you that you've come to the right place. And if you're enjoying Sort of Awesome, please make sure that you have subscribed so that you never miss a new episode from us. Also, if you love what we're doing here on the show, pop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and review. We get new members in our community all the time who tell us that they found us on Apple Podcasts. So believe it or not, those reviews, those ratings, they really do help other people to find the show and to discover that they too are awesomes. So Rebecca, hello and how are you, my friend? I'm good. This is truly one of my most favorite episodes to record. I love doing confession shows with you. We've done so many in the past. Maybe we'll go back and kind of pull some out from the archives to put in the show notes. You know, we thought this would be a really fun week to do some confessions. First of all, we haven't done a confessions episode in a while. It's been a hot minute since we did that. Also, programming note, there will not be a new Friday episode next week. So if you're listening in real time, Next week, we'll bring us Thanksgiving here in the United States. And so as is our tradition, every November, we take the week of Thanksgiving off. So Rebecca and I thought as we were looking at the calendar, this would be a great week to do some confessions. That way we can keep you company on your travels for Thanksgiving or maybe as you're cooking or cleaning or whatever you're doing to prepare for the holiday. Boy, Rebecca, I texted you that these are going to be my most personal ones yet. In fact, we were just talking before we started recording. You and I have done so many confessions episodes that we're both kind of like, I think that's it. I think I've confessed (laughs) everything, right? Yeah. I mean, I have an ongoing running list of confessions, Uh but I did kind of have to like (laughs) dig deep for some of these. Yes. Well, I definitely did too. And I'm going to just give you guys a heads up that when we get to my third confession, and I'll remind you again before I say it's going to be the most intimate confession I've ever shared, probably with anybody. Why not thousands of our closest friends? <laughs> I can't wait. I really can't wait. <laughs> all right. Well, we have so much to get to, and we're going to get to all of our crazy confessions here in just a few minutes. But first, let's go ahead and start this show the way we always do with our Awesomes of the Week. If you are new to Sort of Awesome, Awesome of the Week is the moment in the show where we stop and talk about whatever is making life a little bit more awesome right now. We always are looking for something awesome around here. So the books, the TV shows, the music, the movies, the podcasts, the products, whatever's making life a little happier, a little more shiny and sparkly and fun. Rebecca, what do you have for Awesome of the Week this week? Well, I've been saving this Awesome of the Week for months and months and months because I wanted to bring it out as we're getting close to the winter season. And it is a hand lotion that Kelly recommended 
in the 274th episode called 10 More Little Luxuries to Get You Through Winter. Yes. You guys recorded this episode and released it in January. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that Kelly recommended was this hand lotion. And I immediately went out and got this lotion. Okay. It's called Karen Hand Treatment. And it's Karen spelled with a C. C C-A-R-E-N. Now, I got it because Kelly had, I don't believe that Kelly had used it, but she had found it like highly recommended on the internet as a really great moisturizing, non-greasy hand lotion. It's actually called a hand treatment. So it's a little more intense than just a basic hand lotion. And I got it because we really do suffer from some dry hands in our house. Specifically, my son Noah really gets super chapped on the tops of his hands by his thumb. And with all the increase in hand washing and hand sanitizer that we were all doing last year, it just was bad. And I was willing to just try anything. And so immediately I heard this recommendation from Kelly. I went out and I got it and it truly has worked. Yay! Our whole family uses it. We really, really like it. And it's not greasy. She's right. It really rubs into your skin fairly quickly. And so you're not left with this constant residue feeling like, oh, I just put on lotion, you know? And it comes in several different scents. I personally opted to get the fragrance-free scent. We use it a lot at bedtime to make sure that the kids put it on right before bed. And I tend to find that for myself, I'm kind of sensitive to smells at bedtime. If I have lotion on my hands and then I'm sleeping and my hands are kind of like up by my face or nestled up against my chest or something, I don't like breathing in uh, strong fragrances all night. It really can bother me. And so Mm -hmm. the fragrance-free variety is really, really nice. And truthfully, it made a huge difference in Noah's skin. So as soon as we started using this... I knew this needs to be an awesome of the week, but I'm going to wait. I'm going to really give it a good test run. And then I'm going to bring it back out as we're moving into dry hand season again. So I've been holding on to this one. So Kelly, thank you so much for that recommendation. And it's definitely worthy of being an awesome of the week. I am so thrilled to hear this. I was so intrigued when she talked about that on the winter list. And yeah, we're back in dry skin season, especially we're all still washing our hands, right? Yes, yes, we are. We're all agreed. (laughs) We're all still washing hands. And so that's a good practice, but also your hands get dried out. And it also just with the cold weather. So perfect timing. I'm so glad you saved it and gave it a good trial run for us. Thank you for your service, Rebecca. (laughs) So you can find it in a variety of different sizes. You can buy like a two ounce size for around $10, I think a four ounce size for around $15. I ended up getting a larger container because I knew that we as a whole family were going to be using it. And it was $21 and we still have some left. So I purchased it in January and I haven't needed to buy again yet, but I definitely will. If you get the $21 price, I would say it's worth it. Okay, good to know. All right. We will definitely have a link in the show notes for you guys to check that out. My awesome of the week this week, Rebecca, probably no surprise to many people, is Taylor Swift. Yay! Taylor. Of course. (laughs) Everybody is like infatuated and in love and having all of the feelings of adoration for Miss Swift. All the feelings. (laughs) Yes. 
I have to say, I do not consider myself to be a Swifty. I'm not in the whole fan culture, the fandom around Taylor Swift. I think I was just a little too old when she really made it big. I had, you know, I was kind of into different genres of music by then, but I have always really admired and respected her work. And so in case you have been a little out of the pop culture loop, you may not know that Taylor Swift has been going back through and re-recording and releasing albums that she has already recorded, but these are called the Taylor versions. If you may have missed it in the news a couple of years ago, there was a little bit of a controversy when Scooter Braun, a music producer and businessman, bought the holdings company that had all of the rights to all of Taylor Swift's previously released albums. And so although she had written these and recorded them and all of that, she no longer had the rights to her own music after that happened, after she had parted ways with her original production company. I maybe even got some details wrong in that, but basically that's the long and the short of it. Taylor did not have the rights to her recorded music from, gosh, going back to what, 2006, I think. So years and years. I mean, I think there's things about the music industry that we as regular people just have a really hard time understanding and yes. not comprehend how you can right. not own your own music is just unfathomable right. to me. But she found a way yeah. around it. She did. So she has been going back through and re-recording some of those earlier albums. So Red is the one, her Taylor version of it just dropped last week. This was originally released in 2012. And so, again, now she has these albums that she has the full rights to all of the recorded versions of it. You're right, Rebecca. There's so much that's complicated with who has rights to what and all of that. But everybody internet wide has been losing their minds. If you are on TikTok as Rebecca and I are, I don't know about you, but my For You page has been filled with all kinds of Taylor fun and music and fan adoration and all of that good stuff. You know, as somebody looking at a woman who has been so prolific, has worked so hard to create music that is so meaningful to her and to her fans, I just admire her so much. And then also, I do have to say, so many of my friends texted me to ask if I had watched the short film that she created for, that goes along with the song All Too Well, which she dropped it on YouTube on November 12th. Have you had time to watch this yet, Rebecca? I haven't. I mean, I've it's had not the your time. This is it's, not, it's just, yes, it's just I, not your... That's fine. No. It's totally <laughs> fine. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I'm going to put a link in the show notes because at first I was like, I don't know if I need a 10-minute short film. What I didn't realize until I watched it, because so many people were texting me and asking me about it, I decided to go ahead and watch it. She wrote and directed that little film too. So oh, not wow. only is she a songwriting genius and a great musician, but she also, if you watch this film, knowing that she wrote and directed it, it's like, oh my gosh, what can this woman not do? Kind of like gets you in your feels kind of short film. I highly recommend. It's like 10 minutes. Go and watch it. But yeah, just Taylor Swift in all of her glory. Rebecca is my awesome of the week this week. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love a celebrating women doing amazing things. You know, it's worth celebrating. It is. Absolutely. Yes. So I'll have some links in the show notes for you guys to go and check out all things Taylor this week. We have a lot to get to, but before we do, I want to remind you that we are always wanting to hear what is awesome in your life. 
We do that every single week on social media. So if you haven't found us on Facebook yet, come and join our Facebook community. This is the perfect time of year if you've never been a member of the Sword of Awesome Hangout, or if you were and you dropped out, dropped back for whatever reason, come back and reconnect with us because we're troubleshooting all kinds of gift suggestions, shopping ideas, how to deal with the in-laws, how to deal with your own family of origin, all of those kinds of things that come up around the holidays. Come find us at facebook.com slash groups slash Sword of Awesome Hangout. We would love to have you join us there. And also come find us on Instagram. We talk awesome of the week every week. We've got all kinds of fun stuff going on on Instagram. We are at Sword of Awesome Show on Instagram. All right, Rebecca and I, we've got some confessions for you, awesomes. Can't wait to dig into those and we'll get there when we come right back. Hey friends, the holidays are here and with it comes the joy of dodging uncomfortable situations. For example, when your kid throws a fit about how much they don't like that gift from grandma, so uncomfortable. But the good news is with third love, comfort is always a given. The holidays can be hectic, stressful, or downright uncomfortable. This holiday season, give the gift of comfort with Third Love, your one-stop shop for all the women in your life. For example, you could gift that ultra-soft loungewear set to your mom. There's fun sleepwear sets for your sister. And while you're there, you absolutely could pick up something incredibly comfortable for yourself. We all know the very specific joy of giving a gift that is just right for the person who's going to open it. And Third Love makes being the good gifter easier than ever. Their range of premium everyday essentials make gifting for the women in your life effortless. From the very first Third Love bra that I ever put on, I have been obsessed with how much thought, care, and attention they put into their products. Not only do I love everything I've ever gotten from Third Love, but my teenage daughters love their Third Love bras and loungewear as well. Awesome's feeling is believing. Upgrade to everyday pieces that love your body as much as you do. And right now, you can get 20% off of your first order at Third thirdlove.com slash awesome. That's 20% off at thirdlove.com slash awesome. Awesomes these days, small business owners are busier than ever. And spending time searching for the right candidates can feel like you're just taking time away from your growing business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs made it easier to find people that you want to talk to faster and for free. As a small business owner, of course, you want to add people to your team who have the same passion and vision for your company that you do, but it can be so overwhelming to even know where do you start with finding a person who is going to be a perfect fit. Well, you can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. You can focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience and use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified. Then use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash awesome. That's linkedin.com slash awesome to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, friends, we are back. And like I said, this is a confessional week. Rebecca and I have been confessing things to each other and to you all, the awesomes, literally for years. I think we did our first 
Confessions episode in 2015, didn't we? Like in our first year of Sort of Awesome? Wow. Yeah, I think that's right. That sounds early. (laughs) It sounds early that we were that vulnerable. (laughs) But I think that's right. I think so. I think that is when you confessed the my favorite confession about you, which is the pizza stone, uh-huh. the Pampered Chef pizza stone, uh-huh. which is where now? Where is it? It's, in your house or back? It's in my basement. Still <laughs> in the basement. It's in my good. basement. Good, good, good. <laughs> All right. But that's not even your confession this week. Let's get started. Why don't you kick us off with something that you just feel like you need to confess? Okay. So when I got my first in an office professional job outside of college, There was somebody in the office who was very sensitive to smells that she would get an allergic reaction resulting in headaches. And she talked Mm, about mm -hmm. it quite a bit. And for out of respect for her, like we didn't have an official no perfume policy, but out of respect for her, I really stopped wearing a lot of perfume. And then I moved towards a more natural lifestyle and opted away from traditional perfumes. I know that you've mentioned some really amazing perfumes on the show that are a little bit more natural based, but I have not done a traditional perfume in a really long time. Well, my son, Noah. Noah, if you're listening to this in the future, do not listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) Future Noah. Skip past this Future Noah, I love you so much. But he gave me a like perfume body spray type of perfume for Christmas one year that I knew I wasn't going to wear. Well, but I kept it. I put it in the bathroom. I hoped that he would forget about it, but felt like I couldn't just throw it away. Well, lo and behold, that little stinker Noah observes everything. And he would be Mm. like, Mom, how come you never wear this? And be like, oh, I did. You just missed it. You know, you weren't thinking about it. You didn't notice. So I was like, okay, this stuff, A, stinks. B, is like (laughs) not up to par for like what I want to wear on my body, like natural wise. Yes. So I need to do something about this because he keeps observing uh-huh. The amount in the bottle is not going down. <laughs> oh my god! I couldn't yes. screw the top off. I could not oh, screw the top off. Okay. So yeah, on a somewhat regular basis, a handful of times now, I have taken this bottle of perfume <laughs> out on my balcony, my bedroom balcony, and just sprayed it into the universe, <laughs> like pumping it fifty. 50- 75 times just to like make it, <laughs> make it so that the amount in the bottle is going down so that oh my gosh when the next time he looks at it he's like oh okay mom is wearing this perfume i just haven't noticed oh my gosh that is both hilarious and so precious to me <laughs> that you just don't want his little tender feelings to be hurt so you're out there i could just see you i could just see your face You're out there just spritzing away into the ether. Yes. (laughs) Okay. And a little bonus confession in the Mm -hmm. realm of unused gifts, which I think I, you know, I'm notorious for, right? Because this all started with the famous pizza stone, a wedding gift that I still to this day have ownership of, but have not actually used because I don't understand how pizza stones work. (laughs) And so I haven't gotten rid of it. I just keep it in my basement. Well, just in case, just in case, Meg, 
I am recording this episode in my closet, as I always do. And yes. not that long ago, my husband and I did a major clean out in this closet. And right? look at what I have. I present to you <laughs> another unused wedding gift. <laughs> oh my gosh, are you serious? This is a throw blanket. A cream beige colored throw blanket in the plastic. I don't know if you can hear it. Uh-huh. Can hear it. it oh, it's in the plastic. In, it has still, yep, plastic. I see the label, everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. Still has the price tag on it, which has been, you know, torn off. So you're not yes, happy. Sure. Bed, Bath and Beyond. Something I do, in fact, remember registering for that I requested this blanket. Have not used it. It's in, <laughs> it's in my closet. <laughs> So now there's the pizza stone in the basement and the throw blanket in the closet. I want to get all of the mental health counselors of the awesome community on this. Why doesn't Rebecca use her gifts? (laughs) Okay. So originally I was like, throw blankets go bad, right? You don't use the same. I mean, (laughs) kind of. (laughs) Sure. The throw blankets in my parents' house have entered the chat. <laughs> they literally go back to my high school days, and I am not a spring chicken. Okay. So, I, do you, what do you mean they go back? Well, no, I mean, they don't, like, expire. They don't just start to, like, grow mold. But, you know, eventually they're, like, beyond their prime. You know, like, mm, sure, sure, sure. these yes. are dusty. These have been washed too many times. Somebody threw up on this. They need to be replaced. So when we first got married, I felt like I had an adequate number of throw blankets for my living room and just being married with, you know, just two adults in the family. Got it. And so I was like, well, I'm going to save this one for when the others go bad, you know, need to be replaced. (laughs) And then that time just doesn't come as quickly as you think it will. And then I forgot about it. And Uh it's in my closet. That's a story. <laughs> and how many weeks ago did you and Nate do the closet cleanup? Oh, I'm not planning on getting rid of it. <laughs> no. When are you going to open uh, it up out of the package and use it? <laughs> well, I don't know. I guess I'm also not planning on using it. See, yeah, there's something wrong with it. <laughs> okay. I feel like at this point, you're almost going to tip over into the territory where now I'm saving it for when Grace moves out and has her first place. And I'll give it to her then. That's a really good idea. <laughs> I really wanted you to open it and use it yourself. But if you're not, save it for Grace. I'll think she'll be like, what? Is this vintage, mother? (laughs) Is this retro? (laughs) Yes. Oh, that is too funny. I'm getting such a kick out of that for sure. For sure. Okay. My first confession. This is going to be a confession slash you're going to get a reading recommendation out of it. So it's kind of a twofer for you guys. So confession number one. Rebecca, I myself have ghosted my own reading challenge. Oh, so okay. What yes. was your reading challenge? You may recall, as you texted me about this recently, I was just like, I'm going to have a practical magic fall. Remember oh, this? Yes. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to read. Finally, I've never read all of these beautiful books by Alice Hoffman, one of the most prolific contemporary women's fiction writers of our time has written so many books, including the Practical Magic series. I think it was on the fall list. Kelly and I did the fall list, and I think I had mentioned it on that. So I was like, okay, the time has come. It's time for me to 
read these books. And so the series starts with practical magic, then it goes to the rules of magic, then magic lessons. And then just last month, the last book in the series, The Book of Magic, came out again, all written by Alice Hoffman, all widely esteemed parts of contemporary American literature. Rebecca, I read Practical Magic. And by read, I mean, I did it. I read it. I finished it. I didn't like oh, it. Oh, no. I just made myself power through. Oh. I was like, I'm having a practical magic full <laughs> Dad, come it. I'm going to read the book. Here's the thing. I would never deny it is a beautifully written book. Her writing is very powerful. This is not to asperge her name. Is that a word? This is not to say anything bad about Alice Hoffman and her writing. There's no doubt. I was thinking it was going to be a little bit more lighthearted. I thought it was going to be a little bit more literally magical. That's what I was in the mood for. Something magical this fall. Okay. It's very, very, very relationshipy. And I don't mean romance. I mean, very much centered on a dynamic between two sisters, which I am very interested in. I have a sister. I have two sisters. And I know that the dynamic can be both wonderful and also challenging. I think, Rebecca, there was some parts of it. There were some plot lines that were way grittier, way more intense than I thought we were going to get into. I think it was just a case of wrong book at the wrong time. Sure. Yeah. That's like a real thing. If something's heavier it, than what you anticipated and you're not in the mood for heavy, then that is not going to yes. land right with you. That is exactly what happened. So I decided I made an executive decision for myself in my reading life. And I decided, okay, maybe someday I'll go back. Maybe the time will be right in the future. And I will read the rest of the books in the Practical Magic series. But around the time I finished Practical Magic, one of our superstars totally saved the day. She texted me because as you guys might have heard, you can text us on the Sorta Awesome team when you are a superstar, a Patreon supporter for Sorta Awesome. So one of our superstars texted me and she was like, hey, because I had mentioned on one of the Monday episodes, like I'm about to finish Practical Magic. I'm really struggling to get through it. So she texted and she was like, hey, I think I found the book that you actually want to read. She said it is called First Frost. It's by Sarah Addison Allen. And it's a lot more lighthearted. It's actual magic-y kind of things like magical realism. So I looked it up because I totally trusted her recommendation. And she said, it's actually the second in a series, but you could read it as a standalone. So I read the description. And I was like, oh, no way. I want to start at the beginning of this series. It's from Sarah Addison Allen. It's her Waverly Family series. And this book came out in 2008, I think. I mean, this is way back catalog, 2007. So it's as old as my middle daughter, who's an eighth grader now. But it tells the story of some sisters, actually a whole family that have these various kinds of magical gifts. And they're kind of like weird gifts. One of them, the older aunt slash cousin character, has a gift where she just has to give things to people. Like she's just compelled. She'll just be like, I knew I needed to give you this box of strawberry Pop-Tarts. Literally, it'll be something like that. And you'll be like, what? And then it, as the plot unfolds, it turns out, oh, this is why I needed the box of strawberry Pop-Tarts. Okay. So really strange kinds mm -hmm. of gifts, but also really fun. There's some romance in it. There's some light. I would give it one chili pepper out of five in terms of spiciness, okay. light romance. <laughs> Teeny bit spicy, or maybe my spicy meter is off and you shouldn't trust me. <laughs> That's a real thing. <laughs> I know. But I would give it a one out of five spicy. But it's small town. It's magic. It's relationships. 
but it's a lot, lot, lot more lighthearted. So I read that one. That one's called Garden Spells. I just started First Frost. And I'm like, okay, these actually were the magical fall, lightly witchy, lots of fun books I was looking for. So thankfully, the superstars, as they often do, saved the day on that. Oh, that's fabulous. That's a terrible feeling when you were like, oh, I just want to finish this book. I'm too far into it to abandon it. And you just feel the need to push through. Yes. And I know a lot of people have big feelings about whether or not you should abandon a book or if you should push through. I, in principle, would tell any of my friends who were like, should I finish or should I keep going? I would say, oh, just abandon it. Life's too short to read books you don't like. But for me personally, I think it goes back to my English teacher, English major days. Like I just make myself finish it, (laughs) even if I hate it all along the way. Okay. I mean, sure. So, (laughs) yeah. All right. What's next on your confession list? Okay. So, you know, I love Harry Styles. What? Who? <laughs> this is news? No. <laughs> yes, I know. You okay. Love. So I love Harry Styles and I have for a while now. And some of the things I really like about him is just how kind he is. He's very unproblematic. He's very inclusive. He is very respectful. He goes above and beyond and is always so polite and always so often treats people with kindness. Truly. It's like his motto. It's his thing. And he really embodies that. Totally. So you can imagine my disappointment slash confusion when Harry Styles covered Lizzo's song Juice. This was in December of 2019. Okay. He covers her song Juice. And, you know, Mm -hmm. one thing that we're not supposed to do is say the N-word, right? I mean... (laughs) Yes, right. Okay. Pretty well understood, (laughs) I think. Yes, yes. And I think it's also pretty well understood that even as as white people singing lyrics to a song, we're not supposed Mm -hmm. to sing the N-word either. Okay? So maybe the artist put that word in their song, and that's their right and their choice to do that. But as a white performer, we just skip on right by that. So... yes. I have been very confused, a little frustrated, disappointed in Mr. Styles, not understanding why in this cover of Juice, he chooses to say the N-word and why nobody is calling him out on this. Right. Why is nobody else saying, excuse me, sir, that word is not for you? I mean, he's Harry Styles, but he's not like... You know, he's not God. Yeah, he's like, going to get dragged. <laughs> if he does something yes. wrong, he's going to get in trouble. And I just don't understand. Like, I mean, I'm a 39-year-old white housewife. Why am I the only one that is taking <laughs> issue with him saying the N-word in this psalm? It is very perplexing. So, turns <laughs> out... <laughs> The N-word isn't actually in the song. And I have been mishearing the lyrics to the song for like oh my gosh. at least a year. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I can't breathe. I can't breathe right now. This is hilarious. <laughs> we have definitely talked misheard song lyrics on Sorta of Awesome. I don't think we've ever gone into the N-word territory <laughs> I was so confused and so disappointed in Harry and not understanding why nobody else cared about this lyric. So what happened was 
I was probably on TikTok or I was on YouTube and came across Lizzo actually singing her song, performing her song. And she says a line in the song. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. (laughs) What did she say? Did she say (laughs) Chardonnay? Wait, what? And I went back Uh and I looked up the lyrics. So these are the lyrics. If I'm shining, everybody gonna shine. I was born like this. Don't even gotta try. I'm like Chardonnay getting better over time. What Uh I thought it was saying, I'm like shorty N-word getting better over time. (laughs) I mean, I'm gonna have to listen to it myself. Well, maybe we can put a clip in here. I was born like this, don't even gotta try. But for some reason, for the longest time, I thought he was saying, I'm like, I don't know. Don't people call each other shorty? Hey, shorty. Is that like a nickname? They say it just like that. Hey, shorty. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, shorty, N-word. Getting better over time. No, that doesn't actually make any sense because that's not how Lizzo wrote it. She's saying, I'm like Chardonnay. Uh Uh-huh, yes. Feels more on brand for Lizzo and Harry Styles. (laughs) It makes so much sense. Why? I was the only one that was offended that he chose to sing that song. (laughs) (laughs) That was magical, and I love it, and that totally made my day. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. Even when oh, Harry Styles is hurts. being problematic, he's not actually being problematic. <laughs> Let this be a lesson to us all. There's not a problematic, not even a whiff of it to Harry Styles. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, the second one, I didn't realize this until just now as I'm starting to share with you my second confession. It's also reading related. What's going on? Oh, that's fun because I have some reading related ones. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Well, my second confession is that, Rebecca, this is not even going to surprise you or phase you a little bit. You're going to be like, where's the confession? Oh, great. Bring it on. Other people might be a little more surprised. <laughs> I have been, oh, for the past mm, six to eight weeks, I have been deeply, deeply in the trenches of self-comforting myself with fan fiction. Oh, okay. Yes. Very appropriate. Your face is like, okay, yeah. (laughs) All right. (laughs) You're like, that is actually very on brand for you. Now, here's the thing. You may be surprised also, Rebecca, that I'm actually confessing this one in public because (laughs) on our Sort of Spicy series, which again is for our superstars, our Patreon supporters, I did an accidental TED talk (laughs) on fan fiction and fandoms in general. Was that last year? I would call it a dissertation. I think to lower it to a TED Talk (laughs) isn't even appropriate. This was like college course level stuff. It was a conversation with you, one of my favorites we've ever done. And I just got super candid about why I love fandoms and what it is that's so appealing to me about fan fiction. Some of the things I talked about is that fan fiction can be an extension of the universe of characters we already love, whether it is a book or a movie series, or sometimes even real life people have fan fiction written about them. Sometimes fan fiction serves to correct the mistakes that we think that the source material made. For example, my favorite fandom is Harry Potter universe. So 
people will write fan fiction to correct the fact that there's not a lot of diversity in the original cast of characters. And so they'll create characters of color. They'll write fan fiction where the characters actually have to process the trauma that they've endured being like the chosen one and saving the world. So that's another function of fan fiction. That's a tricky sentence to say. A function <laughs> of fan fiction. <laughs> that's a good vocal warm up. That's a freebie for you all awesomes. Sometimes fan fiction helps us explore different sexual orientations of characters or different gender identities. So there's a lot of reasons. And here's an interesting thing, too, that not a lot of people know, I think, outside of the fan fiction world, is that sometimes fan fiction is written by actual published fiction writers or people who will go on to be published eventually in mainstream fiction. So as you and I talked about, Rebecca, famously, most people know that Fifty Shades of Grey, written by E.L. James, was originally fan fiction about Twilight. Yes. Also, one of my past awesomes of the week, a book that lots of people love, The Hating Game, a romance novel by Sally Thorne. Well, Sally Thorne was also part of a Twilight fanfic writing group. So sometimes, yeah, we think about 13-year-olds, angsty 13-year-olds in their rooms with their laptops typing away, writing fanfiction. And listen, you guys, there's a lot of that, okay? <laughs> Would never deny that. There's a lot of that. But sometimes they're really good. So Rebecca, here's the thing. From childhood onward, whenever I get really stressed, I read. That's just been my favorite escape of choice. TikTok would call this classic trauma response, right? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. As somebody who has a newish reading obsession, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I mean, I just call it good old-fashioned Enneagram 9 escapism. But I have found it really in the past couple of months. And I sort of go through cycles. This is partly confession but also partly like, I just need to embrace this as who I am because I this is not the first cycle I've gone through like this. But when I get really stressed or I'm just really, really need to escape, I've abandoned the idea of getting lost in a quote unquote good book. <laughs> and instead, I just get lost in some smutty fanfiction. <laughs> <laughs> and so the more stressed or anxious I get, the more I actually crave fanfic. Not just like, oh, that sounds fun, or that's a really fun premise, that's a fun twist, but I crave it. But this time, thankfully, like I said, I just read these fun, I'm reading this fun series from Sarah Addison Allen. So I'm listening on audio to some quote unquote real books during the day. But then, but then at night, treat, <laughs> yeah, after, <laughs> after dark, after reading, dark, the fun really begins. <laughs> My after dark reading is definitely not quality literature, but it is very soothing to me. I've really thought about this. I think that there is something to the appeal in fan fiction. When you're reading fan fiction written in your fandom that you love, you don't have to learn anything new. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The characters, the settings, the terminology, the universe building, that has already been done by the original source material. So it's like so comforting to get to go back into that universe. It's new stories, but you're not having to learn new names, for example, or learn new places, new settings. You're in a familiar universe. You just get to be soothed and maybe inspired by new twists on old material. So that is my, my face is a little red. But I'm just telling you, I've been really self-comforting with the fan fiction lately. I love it. I love it. 
<laughs> Embrace it. Love what you love. <laughs> love what you love. I need to write that on my desk and have it there. And we do believe that so much. I just tend to encourage other people with it more than I encourage myself. Yes. All right. Rebecca and I have even more confessions to share with you. I am going to give you guys the heads up. My last confession I'm going to share is very, very, very TMI, and it's probably not appropriate for little ears. So if you need to grab some earbuds while we're taking a quick break, do that. We'll share more confessions when we come right back. Hey, Awesomes, you know that one of my favorite discoveries this past year has been playing Best Fiends. But I got to tell you, I am especially loving Best Fiends right now at the kickoff of the holiday season. It is the perfect little pick-me-up when I just need a break from all of the impending holiday chaos. As I've said more than once on Sorta Awesome, I'm not really a gaming kind of person. What I super love about Best Fiends is that it has this amazing storyline that I totally get into while I'm playing. Plus, of course, there's all the darling collectible little fiends who I know are going to be waiting for me when I need just a few minutes to take a little mental vacation. Plus, a really cool thing about Best Fiends is if you don't have Wi-Fi, it's not a problem. You can play Best Fiends in offline mode. So even if your holiday travels are going to take you away from the Wi-Fi, you can still play Best Fiends. And don't forget that Best Fiends is constantly adding new levels. It's super fun to know there's always a fresh challenge waiting for you anytime you need that little mental pick-me-up. So Awesomes, download Best Fiends for free today on the App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. Hey friends, do you ever find that your thoughts are running in endless circles through your mind? I know I feel that way more often than I even can admit to myself. With the stresses of this last year, it's more important than ever to practice living healthier and happier lives. What if a few minutes was all it took to change your relationship with stress and anxiety and you could actually transform your life for the better? That is the power of meditation with Headspace. Our thoughts can be confusing enough, but meditation doesn't have to be. Headspace is your convenient dose of meditation, mindfulness, and sleep exercises to relieve stress and anxiety, help you get a good night's sleep. It's all there in one app. It makes it so easy to catch your breath and make time for your mental health. And it's one of the most science-backed meditation apps in the world, proving that meditation works. A study proves in just two weeks, Headspace can reduce your stress by 14%. As I've said before, I was completely skeptical about how big of a difference meditation can actually make in your life. But you guys, daily meditation has totally changed my life for the better. And it doesn't have to be a big, long 20-minute session. I love the SOS sessions that you can find on Headspace. For example, I just did one the other morning. It's called Flustered. It's a three-minute meditation that helped me recenter and get back out there to take on the day. I'd love for you to find some Headspace at headspace.com awesome. You're going to get one month free of their entire meditation library. This is the best Headspace offer available. So go to headspace.com slash awesome today. Headspace.com slash awesome. Okay, awesomes, we are back. And believe it or not, we have even more confessions to share with you. Can I just take a pause, take a beat here to say, thank you for being a community. Rebecca and I and others on the show, we can just lay it all out there. Just be like, you know what? This is who we are. This is just it. So I also can't wait to hear some confessions from the awesomes. But before we do that, Rebecca, let's finish up our list. What's next on your list of confessions? Okay. So in our house, I would say that we are pretty conservative with language. 
We don't like our kids saying much questionable language, especially things that maybe would be age appropriate language for my sixth grader, but maybe not my preschooler. You know, I feel like Mm -hmm. that makes a difference. The ages of your kids and what you tend to allow and not. So even saying things like, oh, crap. We discourage our children from saying that. I don't really want my preschooler going into his Mennonite preschool saying, oh, crap. (laughs) I mean, it's just not going to be a good look. (laughs) Got it. But, you know, frankly, I've been caught by my kids saying, quote unquote, bad words. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. when my nine-year-old son Noah called me out for a bad word, I was fully expecting him to say that he overheard me saying crap while I was like leaving a Voxer message or something like that. Uh, I was not prepared for him to tell me that he found the F word in one of my books (gasps) on my Kindle. (laughs) Oh, no. And now Meg is freaking out because she knows what kind of books I'm reading on my Kindle. And the F word is just icing on the cake for like <laughs> the inappropriate I'm, level of I'm content gonna, I'm going to hyperventilate. I can't I can't make it through this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, we have even talked about that this is the big paradox. We want to be able to read like our Kindle Unlimited and have the audiobooks even sometimes of our <laughs> more spicy reading selections. But what do you do when you have a whole family account? Oh my gosh, I am going to pass out right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a problem. Okay, we only have one Kindle, okay? Yeah. Originally, mm-hmm. the idea was that this would be a family Kindle that we would share. Little did I know what path I would choose to take with my Kindle content. <laughs> And truthfully, my kids didn't use the Kindle that much. Right. We got it when libraries in our area were shut down because of COVID. And it was great for that season. But my kids really prefer to like go to the library, pick out books. So they weren't yeah. using the Kindle very much. So I right. just full blown took it over. <laughs> and with high quality literature, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I pause. In this conversation with Noah, and I was like, okay, what were you doing on the Kindle? And he said that he just opened it to look to see if there was any kid books on it because he needed something to read. And I was like, okay, well, Uh I don't have any kid books on my Kindle. And we just moved on. Mm -hmm. I don't know how long ago it had happened between me being called out and the discovery of the words. I don't know what page it was on. I don't know what book it was. I don't know how much he read. Truthfully, I didn't want to ask. I really just wanted the conversation to be over. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, bless it. So I think I said something like, well, yeah, grownups. (sighs) Okay, I've I've said different things to the kids. I was like, grownups know Uh how to be appropriate with their... more bad words. Like we're not just going to go into class to our teacher or up to our boss and say, like, I think your assignment is crap. We know how to filter. It's different. What I say to dad versus what I say to somebody of authority or just to grandma. But I think Mm -hmm. with this conversation with Noah, I frankly said, well, I didn't say that word. It was just in the book. 
<laughs> it wasn't me. It was just in the book. <sighs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I worry about this all the time. Now, my older two are the ones that I used to worry about so much because especially like you said, during the pandemic, they would be bored and they'd be like, can we get books on the Kindle and stuff? And so I would be like, mm, I feel a little nervous about it. But now my eight-year-olds are becoming more like tech savvy with e-readers and stuff. And now I feel like I'm entering a whole new phase because yeah, that's, oh my gosh, why is it so yeah. stressful? Why can't Amazon help us with this? Why can't there be one family device and different screen names? If Netflix and Hulu let you have different screen names for the same sign-in. Why can't Amazon? Well, I think there is something with Kindle that you can do a really parent-controlled thing where they have to use a password. And I don't know, frankly, Mm. frankly, it was kind of clunky and obnoxious. And I was like, my kids weren't using it. And yeah, I'm not doing it. So, you know, you you (laughs) reap what you sow, really. Another little bonus confession is that I was in a phase where I was reading a lot on my Kindle. And then Mm -hmm. I switched over. This happened to me just last month. I switched over to a paper book. I'm drying my hair. The diffusing of a hair process with curly hair, it's a lot. It takes a long time. And so what I've started doing is I like to read while I'm diffusing my hair. So I'm reading. I started this brand new book, okay? I open it up. I flip to the page. I'm diffusing with one hand, holding the book with the other. I finish that page. I quickly just set down the book on my lap, take my finger tap on the side of the page yeah <laughs> to turn the page it was a paper book meg it was just <laughs> that's amazing i love it i love it i left a boxer message for my girlfriend telling her i just tried to tap the side of a paper book to turn the page <laughs> as if it was my kindle i leave her that message i go back to diffusing my hair and reading the book I'm not lying. I did it again. I did it (laughs) twice. That's amazing. And I love you. (laughs) So good. So good. All right, you guys. Rebecca, do you remember? I think it, it had to have been a confessions episode with you when I shared this. Remember that one time I talked about how I was stuck in the car and I had to pee really bad. Uh uh And I got one of the baby diapers and peed in the baby Mm -hmm. diaper. I thought that was going to be the most intimate, private, can't believe I'm telling the story ever that I would share on Sword Awesome. You guys, this one tops that. I can't wait. This is the, I'm giving you some time. (laughs) First of all, first of all, if you are squeamish about blood, periods, body stuff, the episode is functionally over for you. See you all <laughs> next time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you have kids or other people around who might be sensitive Meg, to those conversations. stop stalling. You gave them ample warning before the ad break. <laughs> okay, here's what I need you to know. This is my confession. I, myself, got a menstrual disc stuck inside of me. And almost had to go to the doctor. No. <laughs> yes, it's true. This is true. This happened a couple of months ago. I've been saving this story because when it was happening, somewhere in the back of my mind was like, this would actually make for a good confession. <laughs> but also I was panicking because I thought I was going to have to go to the ER during a pandemic because I got a menstrual disc stuck inside of myself. Okay, now slow things down for the listening audience. A menstrual disc is? 
Okay, so many, many, many of us are familiar with the concept of a menstrual cup. Mm -hmm. We've talked about them like Diva Cup and all of the other varieties of menstrual cups that are out there. Talked about on the show a couple of times for years. I've talked about how I'm curious about how these work. I want to try one. My biggest fear has always been that I would not be able to get it out. Okay. (laughs) So I saw on Facebook, one of our superstars who I'm friends with on Facebook. So this wasn't even in one of our sort of awesome groups, but superstar awesome Angela was raving about how much she loves her Flex discs. So the company's called Flex. The product is called a, a disc. I don't know if you can see this. I brought one, a visual aid. I love that. This is what I get paid for. <laughs> this is why you get paid the big bucks to observe this story play out. So you can see it's like a disc. It's a round black plastic disc that has, you can hear it, has, it looks like a cellophane. It's not cellophane, yeah. but like a clear thing to catch the period blood when you are using this. So I was like, you know, I've been so nervous about using a cup because I'm so nervous about the stem part. And like, what if my fingers cannot get a hold of it and it gets stuck? And so that has been my biggest thing. So (laughs) why go for something that has nothing to hold on to? Right? Exactly. Because I thought, well, if it's not designed with a stem, there has to be like an easier way to get it out, right? Mm -mm. And besides, I saw that my friend superstar Angela was talking about how much she loves it. I was like, well, if Angela can use it, I can use it. I'm going to try them. So I was at Target one day walking by the products aisle and I saw the flex discs there. I was like, you know what? This is it. This is the cycle. I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it. What's the worst that could happen? So (laughs) I get them home. I read the instructions. I want to make it super clear that Flex is an amazing company. They have tons of detailed instructions. They have videos you can watch, all of the things. So I read all of it. I'm like, this seems like super easy to put in. So when you put it in, you just take the sides of the disc and you squeeze it together and then you just slip it up in and it's supposed to just pop into place. So I decided, okay, I don't know exactly how well this is going to work. So I'm going to try it overnight when I'm not out of the house. All right. Now your face is what I should have done to myself in the mirror and be like, that's a stupid idea. But no, it seems like a long commitment for testing something out. Like, why not? Exactly. While you're awake, walking around. Why not? Why not be logical and rational about it? I don't know. In the moment, it was like, just try it at night. What's the worst that could happen if it doesn't work? You're not out in public. So I did the thing. I squeezed the disc. I inserted mm-hmm. it following all of the instructions and I popped it in. And I was like, oh, that was like really easy. I was like, maybe a little too easy. Did I do it right? So then I started like worrying, did I do it right? Again, I went back and watched the videos again. I was like, I think I did it right. But it's like so easy and I can't even feel it or anything. So night goes fine. Get up the next morning. No evidence that I did it wrong. So I was like, okay, okay all right. No leaking. That's yeah. good. Yeah, exactly. Go to the bathroom as often we do first thing in the morning. Key, look in the toilet. I'm just going to say this really quickly. Rebecca, there was a lot of blood, a lot of blood in the toilet. And I thought, well, this can't be right. I knew I messed it up. And so I started psyching myself out. I had to get myself psyched up to put it in to actually try it. I totally psyched myself out when I saw, I was like, oh no, I must have done this wrong. What did I do wrong? So now it's first thing in the morning, okay? And I'm like, I got to get this out because I think I messed it up. And plus it was time. You're only supposed to keep it in for like 10 hours or something, the maximum. 
And so again, I get the instructions out, watch the videos. The instructions make it seem so easy. It's like, just relax your pelvic muscles, hook your finger under the rim of the disc, pull straight out, keep the rim parallel to the floor. They give you some diagrams. They give you some little tips, like try to bear down to try to get it loosened. Because the thing about the disc is instead of having a stem that you pull down on, like just like sits in your vaginal canal, the disc itself, the black part is supposed to go up and behind your pubic bone. So it sits up there like right next to your cervix, catches everything. And so to get it out, you've got to pull it down past the pubic bone. So get myself all psyched up, a little bit psyched out, go in, reach in to try to get it. Rebecca, it's not there. (laughs) It's not there. It's not where it's supposed to be. Oh, dear. So uh, that was my first moment of panic. I was like, oh, my gosh, there's nothing here. What am I even reaching for? There's like nothing in here. Where did it go, Rebecca? Where's the disc? Okay, so I've used a cup before and I'm just trying to imagine this disc scenario and this visual that you've given me. And I'm wondering, does the cellophane-y like plasticky part, when it's all up in there with all the moisture that's in there, is it hard to identify by touch that that's what you're trying to find. Yes. When I tell you that I was reaching up inside of myself to get this, to grab it, I was like, there's nothing in here. I truly was like, it disappeared. My body sucked it up in there. I didn't think that was biologically possible, but that's the story I started telling myself. So then I proceeded to all kinds of things happened. (laughs) Again, I watched all the videos again, still trying. I was really panicked by this time. I really did not want to go to the doctor or the ER. Again, we're in a freaking pandemic. I was like, I don't want to tell somebody I got this stuck inside myself. I need somebody to help me get it out. So I called the flex company. No, you didn't. You won't call the library, but you called the flex company? No, you're lying. This was the level of desperation I was at. We are not talking about library fights. We are talking about there was a foreign object stuck (laughs) in my body. I could not figure out how to get it out. No matter how hard I tried, I could not figure out how to get it out. I called the Flex Company. I will say this is why I have to brag on them. They are so kind, compassionate, helpful. They take everything in stride. They ask you some questions about what's going on. So the woman I talked to, super nice, super helpful. She was like, I want you to try like squatting down. Just put the phone down wherever you are. Try squatting down. So I had been in the bathroom, but our bathroom is a little too crowded for a full squat. This is like a 911 medic assistance (laughs) phone call. It was so close to being that, Rebecca. It was so close. So I come in our bedroom. And she's like on the phone waiting. She's on the phone waiting. Uh She's like, it's fine. She's like, I talk to people about this all the time. It's totally fine. Just you set the phone down. And see if you can squat down and see if you can get a better angle to reach in and grab okay, it. Wait, 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 wait. Pack up. Okay, what number did you call? Do they have like a general customer service number? Yeah. Press two yeah. if you lost it. Like, I don't understand. Yes, they have a general number that you can call. And 
I can't remember because I was in full on panic, freak out mode. I can't remember like what, how you get to the live help, but that's like a thing that they do. They okay. help people. Okay. We're okay. a little okay. panicky about what's going on. Keep going. So I come in our bedroom and I go over to the far side of our room and I've got the phone. I'm actually on Kyle's side of the bed. I've got the phone on his nightstand. I'm like trying to get it out. Wait, At that time, Kyle. Yeah, because like I said, the bathroom was too crowded. I could not fully okay. get the whole situation going. I'm worried this is going to make like, I need some space. I need to turn a fan on. I need some space. Okay. So, yes, I was worried too. So I had a towel. Okay, okay. Me, I feel so to, much better instantly. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Had a towel. Forgot that little detail. At that time, Kyle opens the door <laughs> and is like, starts to ask me something. And I'm just like, go away. Go, go, go. Don't ask. Go, don't, don't ask anything. And he was like, okay. And he closed the door. So I try that and I'm like, I still can't get it. And so I told the woman from Flex, I'm like, I still cannot get it out. I can't even feel the edge. I can't feel anything. And so she was like, okay, she gave me some more ideas and she gave me some different techniques, different sitting positions to try. And she said, I'm going to tell you this too. It sounds a little crazy, but sometimes when this happens, if you can just do something that's very relaxing, because right now you're really tense and the more tense you are, the harder it is to remove one of these. And so she was like, do something that's relaxing, give yourself a break, take some time and then go back and try it again. So I was like, okay. So she was like, I want to hear back from you. You either need to call back or I'm going to email and you can email me back, but I need to know what happened. And so I was like, okay, not in a laughing way. She just genuinely was concerned. Right. Like, needs let's, let's make sure. <laughs> yes. I agree wholeheartedly. So Rebecca finally, okay. So I take a break, take a breather. I think I literally had a cup of tea and I was just like, okay, we're, we're going to do this. I just had to visualize, I can get this disc out. I go in the bathroom, I put it on Spotify on like a meditation <laughs> music playlist. <laughs> I do a specific thing. She was like, if you lean really far forward, sometimes for some people, if you just lean as far forward as you can and then try, then you can do it. So Rebecca, it worked. I had on my meditation music. I would try to get very really zen about it, very visualize. <sighs> my body wants to. I've never given birth naturally, but I have all of these birth <laughs> tapes in my head. Your body wants to deliver this baby. I was like, your body wants to release the flex disc. So I did it. I got it out by myself. I didn't have to go to the ER. I didn't have to go to the doctor. But I finally did that and relaxed. I actually had to, and this was another technique she told me, sometimes instead of trying to grip underneath and like hook it, you kind of have to go over the top. And that's what I had to do. Once I found the rim of the disc, I had to use my finger and go over the top and then pull it out. And that worked. And so I was like, I'm never going to do that again. Ever, ever, ever. I tried it. I tried the disc. I'm never going to do it again. Next cycle. <laughs> Stop. Next. No, but this is the happy ending. This is a happy ending. Next cycle. I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it again. It can't be that hard. So I did. I used it and it was all totally fine. And I got it out and it was a totally fine experience after I knew in my mind I can get this thing out. So, oh, here's another funny PS for this story. <laughs> I was texting with our superstars today and Angela had sent me something and I texted back and I was like, hey, just a heads up. I'm going to tell the story on this confession show. And it all has to do with how much you love your flex discs. And I'm going to tell the story of when I got stuck inside of myself and I almost had to go to the ER. And she's like, 
That's so funny. I don't use the discs. I use the cup. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, okay, good, 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 good. That's the perfect ending to this story. (laughs) So if you, if you've ever had a body emergency that you're super embarrassed about, just know I'm there with you, my friend. Oh, my goodness. We all do these things. Okay, yes. Most, Very most of us do these things. traumatic experience for you. The true confession that you voluntarily did it again the next month. <laughs> I just couldn't believe that it couldn't have been as hard as I remembered. I did have one slight moment of panic the second time I used it. I was like, oh, no, it's happening again. But then I was like, no, 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 don't don't do that. It's not happening again. You can absolutely get this thing out again. Do I use these regularly now? No, it's still a little traumatic for me. But I do feel somewhat accomplished that I was smarter than the flex disc. Oh, my word. Bravo. <laughs> That's incredible. Oh, my word. What a story. What a story. I can't believe this conversation. I bet yeah. She has to be a sort of awesome listener. I mean, you have to be an awesome to have that kind of composure, <laughs> channeling the yes. calmed, panicked women across the phone lines. Yes. She was very therapeutic in her approach together. And I did. She did email me. I do have to say she emailed me. And was like, just following up, want to make sure everything's okay. And I was like, you know what? Your advice worked perfectly. Got it out. Going on with my life now. Doula of the flex disc. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a great note for us in this (laughs) confessional episode on. If you would like to find Rebecca to talk about any of her confessions or anything else, Rebecca, where can we find you all around the web? My website is simplyrebecca.com. And my favorite place to hang out on social media is Instagram at simplyrebecca. Okay. If you know me in real life, you may never bring this story up. (laughs) (laughs) You have to scrub it from your brain immediately. No, if you want to find me on social media to talk about confessions or anything else, you can find me at Sort of Awesome Meg in all of the places. And we truly would love to have you join us in one of our awesome communities online. Again, this is a great time of year to connect with us. So again, Instagram at Sort of Awesome Show, Facebook, facebook.com slash group slash Sort of Awesome Hangout. Comment, be a superstar so you can text with me and text me all of your embarrassing stories. I would love to commiserate with you. You can go to patreon.com slash Sort of Awesome to do that. You guys, I truly hope that you have a wonderful Thanksgiving week. In a wonderful rest of your November, if you are not in a place that celebrates Thanksgiving, we are with you in spirit as we move even further into this holiday season. So thanks so much for listening. We'll see y'all next time.